Another spring break, late in my college career, most of my friends had graduated and moved away, so I gravitated towards another group. This was real millennials in their gestation period. We went down to the Keys again. Now, once again, this group, not necessarily my friends, more like Jersey Shore light. But anyways, it gave me somebody to tag along with, much like our professor friend from Michigan State. So there I was observing spring break in its natural habitat. And this group did something great. They rented scooters, but not just scooters, as the group called them, scooters. All weekend long, it rang out anytime they wanted to go to the bar, anytime they needed to hit the beach, let's get on our scooters, and everybody would. Now, Here's my question to you. Should you rent a scooter when you're on vacation drinking in a new land? Well, I say no, but yet people do it from St. Thomas to Turks and Tobago. So who am I? <laughs> Let me just get out of the way. Have a good time, everybody, but make sure you get the insurance. They used to rent scooters here in Cocoa Beach, but we have a specific blend of tourists and blue hairs. Remember, some people that live near me have been retired since the late 70s. Gosh, we should all be so lucky. And you know what? Hopefully today we take more of that born retired attitude on the show. We're going to talk about rivers, deep base, and mud as we all relax together and start joshing around. Similar to scooters, there used to be a man who lived near me that rode a motorcycle. I referred to him as stand-up motorcycle man. Why, you ask? Well, when I heard his engine revving up the street, I could stand up from my desk and peer out my second floor apartment window to see him standing on the seat of his motorcycle, barely even using his arms to balance as he surfed the steel horse right down 34th Street. Goodness, it was a miracle he never killed himself. Here's to you, stand-up motorcycle man, wherever you might be. Oh, my, my money's on dead or in jail. Another sound I heard a lot of from the window of my college apartment was the sound of deep, heavy bass resonating from the trunks of older American cars. This seems like a rite of passage for young American men to fill their trunks full of subwoofers and amps so that they produce a trunk-rattling, deafening call from quite a distance away. What I also find humorous is that bass and bass are spelled alike. And I wonder if anybody's ever gone to a convention to look at some new Kicker 12s and showed up instead to find nothing but white men with fishing hooks on their caps looking over new Mercury motors. In fact, I bet that somebody with deep, heavy bass has caused a road rage incident with a man who has a bass in the car. Bass and bass are homographs, which are words that are spelled the same, yet have different meanings. To be more precise, they're actually heteronyms because they have a different sound and a different meaning, not to be confused with homonyms, which just have a different meaning. All of these, though, are examples of homophones, which don't have to be spelled the same, but instead share similar sounds. Speaking of similar sounds, Wikipedia is quick to point out that homophone is not to be confused with homophobe. Full disclosure, I was once one of those dumb boys with a trunk full of subwoofers dropping deep bass wherever I would go. Yeah, I rattled the license plate on my Monte Carlo and my Buick Riviera. It wasn't until my Hyundai Elantra where I finally said, enough is enough. But now that I'm making the turn to 40, I'd like to be one of those good old boys out there looking for bass. 
They just used some of our tourist development dollars here in this area to develop a new body of water they call Headwaters Lake. And the goal is to make this a world-renowned spot for bass fishing. And it's right at the headwaters of the St. Johns River. I'm looking forward to casting a fly and catching some large mouth before somebody says, hey, big mouth, shut up over there. There are tons of bass around me too, found in the various lakes interconnected by streams and piddling creeks that make up the headwaters of the mighty St. Johns River. That's right, Florida's longest river, coming in at over 300 miles long, starts as just various streams running from south to north through central Florida before they really become the burgeoning waterway that is an economic centerpiece of North Florida. Now, I lived in Jacksonville for a while, so I have bought into the common belief that there are only two rivers in the world that flow north. One is the St. John's and the other is the Nile. And I'm here to tell you that this belief is absolutely factually incorrect. In fact, the direction of rivers has less to do with magnetic forces than gravity, topography, and geomorphology. As the source of a river is higher than the mouth, it will follow a path of least resistance along its course. You see, even the St. John's River takes a turn every now and again, flows south again before it goes back north. It's just following the path of least resistance, like if you had a leak in your roof. That water would trickle down some pathway until it started coming through your ceiling. And rivers are no different. Now, once you get up to Jacksonville, though, and see this mighty river, it's kind of hard to believe that it all began with just a stream. I look to cast my lot bass fishing along the banks of the St. John's River because the body of water closer to me, the Indian River Lagoon, is about to go belly up. This once grass-bottomed clearwater estuary is now a muck-filled, dirty brown cesspool just waiting to die. We look forward to our second fish kill in three years. Tell that to your Tourist Development Council. Instead of having healthy redfish and snook teeming through the waters, we have dolphins dying of disease and manatees screaming out for help. What can we do? Well, it seems the major source of problems is this muck, this nitrogen phosphate filled muck that we have along the bottom of the river. And if only we could scoop it, dredge it out and get rid of it, it seems a lot of our problems can be solved. But that's expensive to do unless we can find a buyer for the muck. Did you know that before all Major League Baseball games, an umpire or clubhouse attendant rubs six dozen or more balls with mud to give them a rougher surface? It makes them easier for pitchers to grip. The rubbing mud's unique feature is that it is very fine, like thick chocolate pudding, and it's been considered the perfect baseball rubbing mud. Before the use of rubbing mud, baseballs were rubbed in a mixture of water and infield soil, but this method usually discolored the ball's leather surface. Other alternatives at the time were tobacco juice, shoe polish, and soil from under the stadium bleachers. They took the sheen off the baseball, but at the same time, they damaged and scratched the ball's leather. At one point in time, third base coach for the Philadelphia Athletics, Lena Blackburn, heard an umpire complain about the method they used to scuff the balls up, and that's when he decided in 1938 to set out in search of better mud to use to rub against baseballs. Later that decade, Blackburn discovered the rubbing mud's location somewhere near Palermo, New Jersey, and founded the company he used to sell it. So... Every baseball used in the major leagues has been rubbed with a particular type of mud from the Delaware River. I suggest maybe they come down here and use something from our Indian River Lagoon. 
So there you go, problem solved. Now let's get out of here before we run amok. From standing up on a motorcycle to sitting on a scooter, we have meandered from north to south on today's episode. Not sure about DJ Easy Rock, but both Big Mouth Billy Bass and Rob Bass are homophones, and for all we know, they might all be homophobes as well. If true, though, that's just sad, if only because I expected more from Billy Bass, but I expected more from Billy Bush, too, and look where that's got us. But I guess we'll just have to rub some mud on it and get a grip until we all get together again and start joshing around.